What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning into the Cookweights podcast. I hope you're having a great day so far. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kevin Lee. And in today's episode, it's going to be a little bit more personal. Um, no guests today, it's just me. And I dive into a little bit about my past and my failures and many failures that I've had in my life so far, but how that has really helped me along my journey. And I think as the new year is starting, everyone has new year's resolutions and goals and just trying to better themselves. And I think thinking about this aspect is also very valuable. And so that's why I want to get it out there. You'll see me referencing this as the first episode of the year, but it's actually the second. I was going to post it a week ago, but I was really hesitant. I actually was thinking about not posting it at all, but I decided to just put it out there. And so if you see me referencing it as the first, that's why it is. And so, yeah, let's get right into the episode, guys. Roll intro music. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Thank you for joining the podcast. And we are in 2021. Wow, we made it. It's the new year. It's the first episode of the new year on the podcast. And I'm excited. And I know, you know, it's been a really tough year. Usually there's a lot of optimism heading into 2021. Seems a little bit mixed this year. Seems like some people are like, eh, we're still in the lockdown. We're still in the pandemic. So what's different? And that's, you know, as a realistic approach, that is true. Um, I have some optimism with the vaccine out, with people just being more aware and the holidays are behind us. So people won't be maybe traveling as much or be tempted to because I work at the airport and yeah, nobody followed the guidelines. Nobody, you know, I would say most people just still visited their families, still traveled. And that was unfortunate to see, but I mean, it is what it is. And I think we can only worry about ourselves, worry about our actions and let everything else play out. And so, but, you know, I've had a lot of guests on the podcast lately. And with the first episode of the new year, I really wanted to make it more personal, talk about life from my perspective and just what's what my thoughts are heading into the new year. And for me personally, 2020 was a great year. I would say it's kind of weird to say that because of what happened. But as far as a personal growth, um, mental health perspective, and physical health, it was definitely my most productive year of my life starting in back in March. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that happened in probably one of the most stressful times that we've ever seen in human history because, you know, we've never had anything like this before. There's never been a point where governments were shutting people's businesses down, telling people to just stay home and don't go anywhere and it was a very i know for a lot of people mentally draining you know especially for people who are already struggling with mental health very very tough time to not be able to see friends see family or 
or, or just have human interaction and that's just tough and for me personally i think maybe that's what i needed i think i needed to step away from all the people and really think to myself <clears throat> excuse me so you know for me the first two months of the pandemic i got furloughed and i just had a lot of time to think a lot of time to think not just about my physical health and working out but just a lot of time to think about my life you know it seemed like okay i got laid off there's this pandemic going on i'm not happy i wasn't happy before the pandemic um i've never had this much time to myself and it was very uncharted territory and it was something that i was not used to and it kind of forced me to look at myself in the mirror in a real honest way because when you're stripped down from human interaction and you're just kind of isolated you almost have no choice well you can make a choice you can decide to distract yourself with just watching movies and TVs being on your phone scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you can do a lot of things to distract yourself but that only goes so far when you have so much time and so i really had to take an honest look at myself and you know i just finished reading david goggins can't hurt me uh it's a book that is really really good i recommend to anybody to read this book i just finished it about a week ago and there is a chapter on there in towards the end called uh, the empowerment of failure and I'm just going to read a little excerpt from that chapter. And there it says, uh, in life, there is no gift as overlooked or inevitable as failure. And I think that's such a great way to put it because it is inevitable and it is overlooked. However, you see, you know, in there Goggins, he says that it's a gift and i was uh i was kind of intrigued by that because it did really resonate with me because i've also felt that way this year and i've also felt that failure has been my greatest gift this year and in what sense do i mean that L- let's say um i think the best way to put it is you know, I'm 29 years old, and up to this point of my life, I do feel like I have been failing in life. And that might sound um, maybe a little dramatic, a little over-exaggerating, or, or a bit of an exaggeration, but that's how I truly feel. I truly feel that up to this point, I've constantly just been failing and it's more of an internal struggle. I think when people who know me, they see me, you know, outward in towards in what am I trying to say? <laughs> From the outside looking in, no one would probably have thought that I thought that way about myself. You know, I had a nice car, I had friends, um, I kind of had everything I needed to you know enjoy life you know i never really was struggling uh, materially things like that and i have a good i have a great family uh, a great support system 
great friends. So outside looking in, no one would have probably thought that I viewed myself up to that point as a failure. But, you know, when I read this chapter from Can't Hurt Me and I reflected upon this year and my life, I think it all just kind of started back after high school. So I'm going to bear with me here. I'm going to kind of just backtrack my personal life a little bit just to see where I'm coming from so you guys can understand what I mean by saying I felt like a failure up to this point. So I graduated high school. My dream at the time was to go to culinary school. And so I applied for uh, at a community college because the one that was like the prestigious culinary school was way too expensive. And I just got a lot of feedback from people saying that it doesn't really matter how good of a culinary school you come out of. It's just kind of you get what you put in and there's a lot of self-learning in it. And so I went to a community college for culinary. And halfway through culinary school, uh, I kind of came to a realization that I love cooking, I love food, but I don't think I'm ready to devote my life to this career because, you know, I was just imagining working weekends, working nights um, in the kitchen for hours and hours in a day. And, you know, I realized maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. And even though I had that gut feeling instead of pulling the plug and saving time and money, um, I decided to just just follow through and finish out school half-heartedly. And so I finished culinary school, got my associates. And then I went on to get some classes in to maybe potentially do a bachelor's degree in hospitality and business management. And so I started doing that, taking classes for that. But about a quarter in to that pursuit of that bachelor's degree, um, a family business opportunity came up. And so my parents asked me if I wanted to lead in this part of the family business. And at the time, instead of really priding myself in helping the family and making something of my own, I really took that opportunity to run away from school because I didn't like studying. I didn't like going to class. I didn't care too much for the hospitality bachelors that I was going for. Didn't really think about changing majors or anything. So I really used that opportunity deep down to, at the time, I never really outwardly thought that way. But reflecting back now, it was really just to run away from school. And that's not the great mentality to have when you're trying to start a business. And being 20 years old, I didn't know anything about wisdom or thinking into the future or thinking long term. But, you know, I took that opportunity. And so I started and embarked on this family business venture. And I took the lead the best that I could. Um, But so I did that for six years. So for six years, I was helping out in the family business and not really striving for a leadership role, not really taking on this business as my own, not really showing initiative and trying to grow or, or you know, try to make something of it other than this was the family business. And so, you know, after that, after six years of doing that, 
I realized I wasn't happy still. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And I kind of wanted out. Once again, kind of just running away from things that I didn't like. And so I decided to leave. And at this time, when I left, I was also in a very serious relationship. And I was starting to think about the future, about, you know, having to provide for a family and things like that. And now I'm 26, 27 years old. And whether I had a job or not lined up, I decided at this date, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to stop in the family business, just walk away, clean cut, and I'll figure it out. And so that's what I did. That's what I did. And the moment I did that, I did feel a sense of relief in that I was kind of finally out of something that I wasn't too passionate about. But at the same time, I realized, okay, I need to find a job. I didn't finish my degree, so I didn't have like a bachelor's or anything to to go off of. I really just had my six years of ownership or management experience in my family business. So I took that as a crutch and thinking, oh, okay, I'll be able to find a job pretty easily. And then what happened was I couldn't find one. And so I was applying at all these places. I was doing my best, but nothing came up. A month passed by. I need to make some money. I need income. And so I just kind of took whatever job was offered. And at the time, um, the job that was offered was from HelloFresh. And I'm sure you guys know HelloFresh. It's like that meal kit delivery company where they send you a bunch all your ingredients and you cook it yourself at home. But um, they had called me and it was an entry-level job, you know. And with my experience, not that I was an amazing manager or anything, but with my experience, I should have had higher expectations, but I didn't have confidence in myself i didn't have confidence in my skills and so i took that job i took that job and thinking oh it's a good company it's related to food i love food and cooking and i kind of just tricked myself into thinking this was a good job in reality what i was doing was i was going to shopping malls setting up a table and trying to sell people this meal kit delivery service um like a like a used car salesman you know people are walking by i'm wearing an apron set up at this display table at the mall and people are walking by and i have to kind of sell them like this product and there came a point when i was at one of the malls in the area and someone i knew i saw them in the distance i kind of tried to hide or you know help make them like not see me because and i was I don't know why I did that. Well, now I know why now. But at the time, you know, if I thought this job when I took it on was so good, why was I so embarrassed to show my face, you know? And so that job, even though it was literally paying me like 500 bucks a month, or not month, 500 bucks a week, because it was based off sales and, a lot of the better salespeople got the better locations. And if you're new, you kind of get like the shopping malls and things like that. And after a couple of months of doing that, I realized, dude, I, this is, I can't do this. I just cannot do this. I feel terrible. I'm not happy. I'm not making any money. 
And so I kept applying at jobs. And thankfully, um, a local restaurant group and cheese, you know, artisan cheese company that's very popular and famous in the Seattle area reached out to me and I did an interview and I got that job. And that's where I am now still as a manager. And, you know, that's been kind of been my journey. And it's it's one that like like I said, people like outside looking in wouldn't think that someone like that would be so down on themselves and on life. But that's really how I felt. And that's why I think it's important for people to never judge someone based off their material possessions, based off their appearance, based off just outwardly qualities and think that, oh, this person is fine. This person's so good. Like I'm much worse off than them because, you know, I don't have as much money or I don't have as much nice stuff. And that person is just doing great. And, you know, because that's that was me, you know, no one would have thought that's how I viewed myself. So heading into fast forward, heading into 2020, that was a mentality that I had. It's like, okay, so I got this job. I like this is a good job now. I have a decent job. And I'm heading into 2020, and I want to get into better shape because all my life, I've been failing at getting healthy. You know, I, this is like what I just talked about was more of a non-health related. But even on the health front, uh, I always never reached my full potential because I kept failing. You know, I would start dieting and fail. I would try to get six-pack abs or get into better shape and fail and say I'm going to eat healthier and then just binge eat fast food and you know it was that was also a failing venture so I wanted to head into 2020 with a better mindset and just really change for the better and two months in the pandemic hits and those thoughts of failing creep back into me. And that was tough to deal with because the first two weeks of the pandemic, I know I've said this before, but I easily crumbled. I went back to my ways. I was eating a lot of food, eating unhealthy. I gained 10 pounds in two weeks, in the first two weeks of the pandemic. Wasn't working out. And obviously then I made the decision, looking myself in the mirror like this I need to make a change. I'm furloughed. Pandemics hit. I can't see anybody. I'm just in my thoughts. I need to make a change. And then that's when, um, you know, I started walking a little bit daily. And now I'm here. And, you know, I started from barely being able to run and just walking every day to now I'm training for an Ironman in December. And... That's something I'm actually very, very proud of. But going back to the topic of failure, which is my overall theme of this episode, is that as I reflect on my past, as I reflect on my life up to this point, what I considered was failing or being a failure, you know, it was inevitable 
that happens in life, you know, not everyone is perfect. So actually not, not no one is perfect. So I realized failure was a part of life. And I came to show myself grace and forgive myself for failing or feeling like failure like a failure. And I think that's the and a crucial point or a crucial step is once you forgive yourself for failing and not doing your best, that's when you can really make a change. When you continue to make excuses for why you failed and why you you know weren't able to do certain things, that's when you never really improve. That's when you really never become successful. Because you're not taking an honest look at yourself. And looking at your failures, you need to be able to talk to yourself in a brutal, honest way. You know, when I look at myself and the way my life has come up to this point, a lot of it was because of me. Most of it actually was because of me. Most of it was because I wasn't able to speak up. Most of it was because I didn't have the conviction in what I was doing to make certain decisions. I was lazy. I was running away from problems. I was being um, a coward. All those things are things no one wants to say about themselves. You know, no one wants to say that those negative qualities and say, yep, that's me. But in the end, until you have that honest look at yourself in that way, you can't really progress forward. And that's what happened to me this year is I looked at myself and said, you know what? Stop making excuses for yourself. You are lazy. You are lazy. You are not trying hard. You are half-hearting everything that you do. And you need to change that. And once you have those realizations and about yourself, that's when you can start making progress. And that's what happened to me is once I had those conversations, I realized, okay, you know what? Stop being lazy. Don't make excuses and stop being lazy. Also, stop making excuses. And if you said you're going to do something, do it fully. Do it from start to finish. Don't give up halfway. Don't give up right before the end. Finish what you said you're going to finish and keep going. And so that's kind of what snowballed into this year. And obviously, as you go on that journey, um, you know, things just snowball and you develop a mentality. And for me, that was endurance sports is that failure. I overcame failure a lot because of endurance sports. And because in endurance sports, you fail all the time. You know, there's a lot of people who um, don't pursue endurance sports because it is tough. It is a mental battle, and sometimes you do fail. But overall, I love endurance sports because it gives me the opportunity to overcome failing. You know, when I feel like quitting, it I, I it helps me maintain the mental fortitude to keep going. And that's why I feel so passionate about endurance sports and why I continue to pursue it is because it has really helped me in my mentality about failure. And this brings me back to Goggins' point about failing being a gift, failure being a gift. And 
I truly believe that, you know, I think there's that one quote says that failure is the best teacher. And I think that's true because, you know, I'm so, I have so much conviction in my failures in the way that I have come, I have lived my life to this point that I'm never going back because I know what it feels like to be down in the dumps. I know what it feels like to be at rock bottom and feel like life is meaningless. Um, This is just what my life is. There's nothing great that's going to come out of it. I'm just this kind of person. And I realize now, like, I can reflect back on that person. If I if I didn't have something to refer to, it would my 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 vision going forward and my goals would be much harder and more it wouldn't be as clear. But because I have that memory, because I have those feelings, instead of t- looking at it as a negative now, I look at it as a positive. I look at it as wow, those gave me some tough lessons. Now I know what not to do. Now I know what to do. Now I know how to feel. Now I know how to act because I've been through that failure. And now it's like, you know, as this as, as I'm coming up on this this year and it's 2021 now, I'm so optimistic about my future. I'm so optimistic about what I'm trying to accomplish and Above all else, because I failed so much, I have so much clarity in my future. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly who I'm trying to be. And I know exactly what I'm trying to do. And I know exactly what I want in life. And I think that's something I would not have, I think, gained if I had not failed repeatedly to this point. So I know... It got like super deep there, guys, but, you know, I just, I feel like I haven't been very personal on this podcast. I do a lot of on the surface things, but I do want to connect with you guys in a more personal way because I think being vulnerable um, is part of the process. I think showing a side of vulnerability um, really relates to people because I relate to people who do that. I don't, I don't like to see people who are constantly like seem like they're superman and nothing phases them and they never mess up or whatever you know i don't doesn't seem real to me and that's why david goggins book especially really resonated to me not just that chapter but as a whole because you know he went through a lot of struggles and you guys can read it i'm not going to get into it but you know he's also been through a lot of stuff in life and he is the way he is not because of what he's doing right now and it's because of the lessons he's learned from his past and him being able to improve and really you know hone in on his craft based off his previous lessons and so yeah guys so my advice my overarching point to this episode is embrace your failures don't run away from them don't run away from failing. You know, it's it's a part of life and it's really how you look at failing that will really determine what kind of outcome will be there for you. And the best way to do it is failure as a lesson. 
and you're always going to like you know like Gaga said in the book failure is inevitable there's no running away from it whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey whether you're starting a business there will come a point when you fail uh doesn't mean your business or whatever is going to tank but you know i'm talking about failures along the pro- along the process and that's just what it is and i think you have to learn to enjoy the process of learning failing and learning failing and learning that's it's just a cycle of that the people who i see who are the most successful who are the most ambitious who are the most driven are the ones who have sometimes failed the most because they have so much value in those lessons you know right now i'm preparing for the ironman so i'm trying to swim i'm trying to hit the pool at least uh once a week and uh it's only been a couple weeks now and mind you i have no experience in swimming at all i don't even i'm terrible in the water i'm actually very get kind of panicky in the water and the first day i went i mean i looked terrible couldn't i was i i, I was flailing around in the water I, I I couldn't catch my breath. I felt like I was choking. And then I look over to me, to my right, and there's just sixty year old man with a huge beer belly just gliding through the water, just lapping me in the pool. And when I looked at that, you know, previous self would have maybe thought, Oh my gosh, this is you know, this is a complete failure. What am I doing? This is not for me. But really when I looked over and I thought, wow, this guy worked on worked on the skill. This guy has experience. This guy is just better than me because he's probably just had more time. He's had more experience. And I didn't look at it as a way to put myself down. I just asked him real quick. I said, "Hey, I noticed you're just gliding through the water." You know, I picked his brain a little bit, not a lot, a whole bunch, but just asked him a few questions about it for beginners. You know, what what can I do? You know, and he gave me a couple pointers, and so that was it. You know, I never, I didn't grow jealous, I didn't get angry, I didn't feel like, didn't get down on myself because it was my first day of swimming. I who who would I? What kind of arrogant person would I've been to went in there and think that? I'm going to crush it on my first day of swimming, you know. And so failing that day motivated me even more. And I've been about 3 times now. And every time I go, guys, I am the worst swimmer in the pool. No exaggeration. Doesn't matter if there's a 2-year-old kid in the pool or like an 80-year-old grandma in the pool, which I've seen a lot of elderly people in the pool so far. they all crush me in the pool i am always the worst one in there and i love that <laughs> you know it sounds weird cuz it's like it's like what am i doing but at the same time it's so humbling and it's such a great lesson and i i just take away from it gratitude gratitude that i'm able to just be in that pool and I'm able to train for an Ironman and I'm healthy enough to learn and not just think oh my gosh 
I'm a terrible swimmer. I'm I fail or you know that that mentality. I've I'm past that because of my previous lessons. I'm I'm moving forward and it's all it is is a mental shift. It's a mental perspective and so. My advice, guys, whether you're starting out on your health journey, your fitness journey, weight loss, business, friendships, relationships, whatever it is, take the failures as a gift. You know, if you get, whenever you get a gift from somebody and it's truly meaningful, what what do you do with it? You try to keep it safe, right? You value it. You don't just... Say thanks and then toss it to the side. You know, something of value is something that you treasure. You keep close to your heart. Same thing with the with the gift of failure. Failure, keep it close to your heart. And it sounds weird to say that, but I don't mean soak in your failure. I'm talking about take that failure, reflect, value it for the lesson it provides, and learn improve get better don't disregard failure and don't take some don't take something not going your way as a reason to give up or blame someone else first and foremost look at yourself first be honest you failed in something why was that a lot of times it's just because of you and that's a harsh reality for people to face but we need to take that responsibility. I think too many people in today's society do not take responsibility for their own failures. They like to blame other people. They like to blame their situation. They like to blame their circumstances. When in reality, you are in control of 99% of what is going on. And it's up to you to determine if you want to take that challenge on and move forward. So 2021, guys, that's my advice. Treasure your failures. Embrace your failures. Value them. If you failed a lot in 2020, reflect on those moments. Reflect on those down moments and see where you can improve. See where you can take that in 2020 and not replicate it in 2021. This new year coming up, see how you can take those lessons and improve yourself in the new year. Don't blame the pandemic. Don't blame lockdown. Don't blame not being able to see people. In the end, it's you versus you, and that's it. There's nothing else to it. You need to be able to handle your problems in your own way, if you want to improve yourself point blank so yep that is kind of what i wanted to talk about guys and uh i know it got really deep like i said and um if you're still listening to my life story thank you (laughs) thank you for still listening and sticking to with me on this podcast. I know I kind of rambled a little bit, but I really truly feel so strongly about this point because I feel that it has made a profound impact on my life and continues to make a profound impact on my goals and my daily actions. 
And I just wanted to share that with you all. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I really appreciate every single one of you who tune into this podcast. And you guys don't know how much it means to me. You know, this podcast is something that I truly love doing, whether it's with a guest, whether it's by myself. It's such a great medium, I think, to be open and honest and not have to be PC and not have to follow regulations and censorship. I just love this raw nature of podcasting. And so, once again, truly grateful for every one of you. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, like I said, embrace your failures in 2021 okay let's do it we got this it's the new year let's make some great great moves this year guys okay so we'll catch you guys in the next episode peace out